there, fellow explorers. Welcome to the Possibility Flow. I'm Zoya, and I invite you to join our voyage to look at beliefs and experiences from new perspectives, free our authentic selves, and release our power to manifest magical possibilities. All aboard! Hey, 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 fellow explorers, welcome to another exploration on the possibility flow. So what does it mean to be open-minded? Do we often use this term because it's the PC thing to say when we're really not quite open-minded? What role does our heart play in it? In recent years, we've seen so much discord in society, right? Like many of you, I've felt unsettled about how people behave and why, and I've felt pretty helpless about how to make change and improve things. We live at a time when so many people claim to be aware, but few can really seem to agree on exactly what that is. Being open-minded is often used as evidence of that awareness. I discovered for myself in 2021 that there was room for me to expand in this way in my own life. I wasn't being as open-minded as I hoped I was. And in examining this, I realized that deceiving ourselves and how open-minded we really are can keep us from better understanding and growth, not only for ourselves, but society as a whole. Now, there are three parts to this for me. First is learning from past experiences and how we apply that learning. Second is being open to new experiences, beliefs, ways of being, and perspectives. And third, being mindful to listen with an open mind from presence and not from our past. As we enter this new year, consider the possibility that reaching beyond comfort can expand us in ways that we never thought possible. I'm not a fan of talking heads who have great revelations in their lives and present them as doctrine. For this exploration, although I will use examples from relationships in my own life to people I met in 2021, I intend to inspire you to find opportunities in your own life for growth and expansion so that you can find a way to help improve society as a whole. The first example brought political healing. In the beginning of the year, I was deep in processing the political climate we were all in, and this includes the murders of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. I'd hoped to meet more people who were like-minded of where I was so I could build a stronger support system around me and be a part of that. And I was also very frustrated about how traditional religion, being the dominant faith in the U.S., seemed to be contributing to the division more than it was the healing. Stick a pin in that because we'll come back to it here in a minute. But I'd met someone that uh, we were interested in dating. And uh, as we got to know one another, I discovered that we were at opposite ends of the political spectrum. Now, me being liberal, I'm thinking, how in the world can I allow this person into my life when they're beliefs, their politics are so contrary to mine. And I also feel like that it's contributing to the stress that I'm feeling and the pain that I'm trying to process. So while I was considering this, I met with a friend of mine who's like a brother. And uh, he's not only an atheist, but he's very liberal. And he says to me, he says, you know, Zoya, I'm actually glad you're doing this. And I looked at him and I said, what? I said, I thought you were going to say I was out of my fucking mind. And he says, no, no. And he says, I actually think it's good because we need to be willing to look beyond our own beliefs and engage with one another. This is the only way that we're going to be able to have a healthy conversation so that we can improve things. 
I took what my friend said to heart and uh, continued dating that person. And um, although we were smart enough to avoid politics, we did exchange some ideas. And by being able to share in a non-contentious setting, it helped to bring about healing and processing for the things that I was struggling with. And they learned from me as well. I was able to see the person beyond the politics. And it also helped to lay the foundation for the second example, which brought faith-related healing. And that was actually even more transformative than the political situation. Now, as I mentioned, I was very frustrated with traditional religion. And by the way, that means all traditional religions, not just Christianity. Not only was it partially for the reason that I mentioned, but also for what I feel and felt was a general lack of accountability in not only the state of the world, but certainly much of the unrest that we are seeing in the U.S., including the church or the traditional religions, that is, being silent on how politicians were using faith to not help those in need. Yeah, I know. Separation of church and state and all that good stuff. You know, the fact that that really doesn't exist was part of the reason why I was so frustrated. (laughs) Anyway, several months later, I met someone that I realized I was really interested in. I didn't know what their beliefs were when we first connected, but they did know mine. Our first text, phone call, and first date confirmed that In addition to there being a mutual physical attraction, this person also had energy and intelligence that I was attracted to as well and I wanted to learn more about. Then on our second date, they shared with me that they were a Christian. And keep in mind that with what I was processing at the time, I had a firm policy I would not date anyone who was identifying with traditional religions. So I thought, "Mm, wait, what? There's no way this is going to work out. There's no way. How can I allow this person in my life when their faith, I feel, is causing me so much frustration? But my hesitation really didn't feel true. I really looked at it, and it didn't take me long to realize that it didn't matter. They knew how I classified my beliefs and met with me anyway. Their openness caused me to consider my own. I chose to be open to them, showing me who they were, period. I was willing to trust myself and be open. Now, oftentimes we base our future decisions on past hurt. Never will I allow that in my life again, when a healthier focus might be how we allow it in our lives. The never again thinking just may cut anyone out who could be beneficial to us simply because they remind us of the person or situation that we're basing our decisions on in the slightest. Can we not take the lesson release the pain, and simply proceed with greater awareness? Can we trust ourselves to allow a healthier version in? By engaging with the political person, I was able to heal a sense of betrayal that I'd felt over politics by someone close to me in my family and begin healing how I felt about politics in society and have easier conversations that were more engaging. And the other, the one of faith, Over a short period of time, that connection helped to transform my thinking about faith and enabled me to find a clarity and the beginnings of peace from frustration about religion into something that I find to be truly beautiful. Now, I can celebrate another's faith in traditional religion in a way that I felt stuck from doing before, just as I do in other spiritual communities. Not to mention, 
It's led me to see the tension between Christianity and paganism through a lens where I don't feel the need to accuse or defend. It's been truly a liberation. Neither of these people defended their views or said anything to me about their beliefs that caused a shift in my thinking. There was no recruiting or proselytizing or trying to change my mind about what I believed. It was simply their being, their isness, and my being open to them showing up exactly as they are, just as they did for me. And even if only for a moment, they, knowing my beliefs were contrary to theirs, fully accepted me. What happened beyond that within them, only they know. But it was a healthy exchange, and it caused growth for me. I realized that despite claiming the term open-minded for myself, I was viewing the world from the closed perspective of me and not from each other. Through these experiences, I realized with such clarity how sameness not only encourages conformative thinking, but it also might keep us stuck and limit our growth. It could also steal wonderful engagements from us. I realized with greater clarity that having people in my life who may see the world differently encourages growth in me, and hopefully they'll be open to my nature of being encouraging growth in them. Oh, but it's good to be surrounded by like-minded people. Yeah, sure, it's comfortable too, maybe too comfortable. But being the geek I am about quantum physics, from these connections, especially the last one, I had a profound realization of how trivial it is for us to be offended by another person's perspective. We each create our own reality and do not need someone else to validate what we see. As such, while there are certainly societal implications for how a person votes, what a person believes in their faith is a making of their own reality. Their beliefs are just as tangible to them as the surface supporting you right now. Again, there's so much more that we can go on into that, so we'll talk about that on a different exploration. On the quantum note, there's so much more to explore, so many possibilities that we can manifest in our lives. Wonderful, unexpected possibilities. If we're open-minded only in name and not in being as well, we might miss discovering something magical within ourselves and in the world around us. Discomfort that may result from not being around like-minded people can lead to our greatest possibilities for our lives. Here's a critical point, though. There are certainly deal-breakers, and we must each determine what's reasonable for us. But in the growth process that occurs from leaning into an alternate perspective or simply letting things be as they are, we must allow others to show their flaws, to have their flubs and stumbles, and even put their foot in their mouth, and so on, equally. We must give and receive in this way. We must give one another time to learn, adjust, and adapt to see if there can be balance between us. This even includes when we're seeing people who are in the public eye. For some reason, once a person gets media attention or a certain level of fame, we expect them to be flawless. We must give them the opportunity to learn and grow as well. This can help to remove some of the strain and stress and pressure within society. All too often we use our past or our subconscious or maybe unconscious fear of growth to cheat us from the challenge of expansion. 
then we wonder why we may feel unfulfilled or have other feelings of limitations. Or, even if we do feel fulfilled, is it possible that we could achieve more within ourselves than beyond ourselves as a result of allowing our beliefs and comfort zone to be challenged? Through greater self-understanding than greater understanding of others, we might find deeper, more profound peace and happiness within ourselves. And you know what? Imagine if both sides of the opposing view have this open-minded way of thinking. Another aspect is this. Are we having an open mind with an open heart? The heart emits more energy than our brain. If our mind is open, but our heart is not, we may be nullifying the very essence of openness. This doesn't mean that we have to keep our hearts open, but to be truly able to hear and experience, an open heart can enable us to be present, to learn, and to grow. I think it's important to remember that there's both forgiveness and gratitude to be found for those who challenge us in our personal lives. It may be for growth or to understand why we believe what we believe, which is actually a form of growth itself. But here's another lesson that I learned in 2021. Other ways to be open-minded is, and of course, how we listen. And we often listen differently depending upon how high the emotional stakes may be. I've seen this not only with clients, but with friends and realized it with greater clarity in myself. We often listen with a filter of scrutiny that goes beyond the good old BS detector. I've been told by my friends throughout my life that I'm a great listener, and I appreciate that. Although I wasn't called out on it, my energy told me in a few memorable conversations in 2021 that I could have done better. I was willing to listen to that, but fell short beforehand, which, of course, is a little too late, you think? <laughs> but anyway, I realized that I didn't have the most emotionally intelligent response to a couple of conversations or situations. A confidant basically said, where was Z? I love you, so I'll tell you, yeah, you dropped the ball on that one and that one. <laughs> Fortunately, my friends know that I address my issues. But what I learned about myself is that when it has come to more intimate relationships or the possibility of a relationship where the stakes have a higher vulnerability involved, there was room for improvement because my mind had been prepared for disappointment. This is an example of allowing the ego to act without guidance. So rather than staying present and responding to a story or situation with sympathy, empathy, or understanding at times, I responded out of ego, either with stories of my own or with an insistence of my perspective being the right one. This closed-minded thinking led to creating distance rather than nurturing the opportunity for intimacy and trust. And if you're not aware, this, along with shutting down our openness, are ways we commonly guard ourselves when we feel vulnerable. It can be in a moment, or it may repeat itself until we realize what we're doing and choose to trust ourselves in the situation. In some relationships, whether it be family, friends, or intimate, sometimes it takes years to realize what we're doing. But I believe that living in truth, with an open-minded way of being, and with an open heart, can shine a light on this misstep sooner so that we may right the ship. Ask yourself, if you feel even subtly that you're vulnerable or being challenged, in which ways do you close your mind and heart off in conversation? And does it change when you may be at a greater emotional vulnerability? 
Now let's take a step back from my life and look at society as a whole. Where do we see these patterns beyond our personal relationships? I mean, we certainly see it in religion, for sure. Politics, no doubt. Our jobs as well. But why? All of these things are connected with our sense of survival, and therefore, there are emotionally high-stake issues. I'm a Reiki healer. It's not uncommon for people to have challenges with their root chakra, especially these days. The root chakra is related to our sense of security, and health issues related to it include the bladder and the colon. So it's no wonder why the numbers of colorectal cancer cases are rising for people younger than the age of 50, when it used to be mostly for people older than the age of 50. Not only do many in society feel vulnerable in their sense of security right now, but many may feel unheard or unsupported by the world around them, potentially creating a greater sense of insecurity. If we were to all be more open-minded, not just in word, but in being as well, we'd each feel more heard and supported and have better collaboration with one another. This could lead to a healthier sense of self and a more balanced energy. And as a result, maybe we'd also see a decline in colorectal cancer cases as well as other health issues. In being open-minded, time is irrelevant. We can even have a short encounter with a stranger in passing, and if we truly are open-minded and open-hearted, we can grow beyond what we imagine and be transformed in that simple instant. Now, y'all know what I'm sharing is well-studied. Yet, in our day-to-day lives, we so easily default back to what's easy. Too much sameness can remove the challenge, which can also limit our growth. Now, for my story, I believe I'm open-minded with room for improvement. I realize how important it is to have someone partially like-minded and partially not like me in at least a few important aspects in my life, certainly for a partner. By the end of 2021, energetic healing manifested in my life along with a release of tension about these areas in politics and faith because of being open-minded and open-hearted for change. Now y'all are aware that this is but one possibility of the very complex puzzle of how we may move as individuals and as a society as a whole. Yet imagine if we all found a singular peace within ourselves what this world might be. For you, ask yourself. If you're using the term open-minded to describe yourself, are you using that term only in word, or are you actually living it? How open-minded and open-hearted are you really? It takes courage to look at how we show up in the world, admit our opportunities to grow, and make change. I'm doing that, and I know you can too, Otherwise, you wouldn't still be listening today. To help us all with this in upcoming explorations, I'll guide us through meditations for an open mind, an open heart, and being vulnerable within ourselves as well as with others. So keep an ear out for that. Fellow explorers, thank you so much for joining me. Keep exploring. Much love. Peace. Peace.